episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Broads, we're back. I'm feeling better. <laughs> oh my god, I already forgot about last Wednesday and what a shit show that was. Dude, our episode that we dropped on Tuesday, we recorded last week and that was both, that was when we were, <sighs> I had almost just passed out and you were on death's door with your migraine and I was on death's door with my migraine. It got better. Like, I don't know about you, but like it got better throughout the night. I mean... Yeah, I started to feel better. I I did. I crashed hard once we we went to a comedy show yeah. and then we got back afterwards and um, had to do a little bit of editing to put the episode yeah. out. And at that point, I was somewhat delusional. Yeah. Like I was losing my mind yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But Broads, if you haven't listened to Tuesday's episode, you should. I thought it was a banger. I had a fun. We were we were loopy. I thought it was good. And I'm proud of it. I thought it was funny. But I feel so much better this week. Oh, my God. Me, Blessings too. Me, too. Oh, my God. It was... You know what, though? I think that the laughter invigorated me when we went to the comedy show. And also, we got to see some, like, celebrity okay. comics. Let me... Let me... Let me make something very was, cl- no. <laughs> let me make something very clear. Broads, I would like to make a formal statement about who Becca is. If you've listened to our Jessica Lignato episodes, Jessica's always like, "You have fortune in your chart. You're are you always lucky?" And I'm like, "Yes, Becca is always lucky." I have been to the comedy store thousands of times. Jessica's co- comedy nights constantly. It's my church, okay? Like that's mm-hmm. what I do. That is my religion. It's my practice. And I need to go more with you. I have so much fun it's every time. So, it's so much fun. It's such a good energy yeah. there. Like, yeah. you feel... I love to laugh. It's also history, too. Like, you feel like this has been here for so mm. long. Like, it just feels... It's energy when you walk in. But I've been a million times. And, you know, you're talking about the the uh, the comedians who perform there. These are the greatest comedians, like, currently. Yeah. Right? So you're always spoiled when you go yeah. to the comedy store. Always a good choice. But never once in my many times of going have I had, like, a massive celebrity drop-in. I take this bitch, like, the second time ever, not one, but two massive celebrity drop-ins to the point that all the other comedians who are at the store are in the back of the room. Like, oh, my God, look at what's happening. Go ahead. Tell them who showed up. We had, so they're like, and we're bringing out Kevin Hart. And this is also me. I go, Oh, and then they're like Chris Rock, and I'm like, oh, and we're sitting, we're sitting like 15 feet away, you know. And I'm like, oh, good show, good show. What a nice night. I'm in shock. It's like, yeah, the first Kevin Hart, the lights are going crazy, and I'm like, are you kidding? Securities me? filling in the back of the room. You know, yeah, there are yeah, celebrities yeah. in the back all yeah. of a sudden who are like in. Would you see Paul Rudd or something? Paul Rudd was in the back, and I was like, oh my god, Zaddy. Um, <laughs> And then right after Kevin Hart, yeah, Kevin Hart, yeah. Hart's like, I'd like to bring up one of my other friends. And it's Chris Rock. Yeah. Comedy God. Yeah. And I'm about to shit myself. And Becca's just like, this is amazing. And then after the show, Becca's like, is this like the typical? I'm like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you were just there for like a legendary night. <laughs> like amazing. Like, this is amazing. You know what I will say? Kevin Hart was good. I mean, they're, they're, they're legends. They're legends. legends. But I will say... Uh, 
Well, and I think they go to test out new material too. Was right. why they just show up and drop They're in. They're there to test out like a potential yep, new hour. Yep, yep. But I was telling Gray, I was like, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I laughed harder at some of the like comedians that I had no idea who they were. Oh, than, same. Uh, than than theirs. Which I mean, is, yeah, Kevin Hart and Chris Rock to me was he was unreal. Like I, my whole body was like vibrating. Yeah, because I'm like, it's Chris Rock. Yeah, they were both hilarious. But that's the the beauty of the comedy store where you're like, oh my God, these people who I've never even heard of who have been perfecting their craft for like 15 years, they go up on stage and I'm like absolutely sobbing, sobbing, crying. And I so admire, oh my God, there's a young kid who went up after both of them in between the headliner and I felt, but you know what? And and everyone was just kind of like, and and this is another thing. He was amazing. He was great. And he came out on stage right after Kevin Hart to Chris Rock, yeah. and he was like, and then the headliner was coming right yeah. after him, and he was, he, he put in work, and that's what I work. always admire, and I'm like, especially, and he was young, too, like, yeah. he must have been like, I don't even know if he was like legally supposed to be there, he I know, must he have been like 19 young, or 20. And he came out, he acknowledged the situation that was yeah. going on, and he was fantastic. Yeah, I just love seeing like younger people yeah. hustle too, and just like do their thing, And but you know what, I will tell you what I thought is so funny, and this is what I also love about going to comedy shows, is that there were times where you and I were like the only people laughing <laughs> in the room, and we were like scream laughing, like I cannot sit up straight, and I'm like... <sighs> And it was just like quiet. quiet. And there was, and we're literally the only ones shriek laughing. Shriek laughing. There was one. It was him. He was. Oh yeah, he was. He was doing impressions of like being at certain certain clubs, and he was doing these different DJ voices, and we were dying. And everyone else in the room. And this is what I will say about comedy shows, especially with headliners like that or 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 big names. People will laugh their ass off at anything they'll say, Uh and I'm like, wait, but that objectively was just not as funny as this. You're just laughing because they're famous, and so you just think they're funny. They're giggling because they're so excited to be in the same room with this individual. But I'm like, I laugh for the pure laughs, okay, guys? And I'm the same as you. I do feel like I am kind of a, a, a comedy show nightmare, though, because you know I'm a silent laugher. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. And you're like, and so I'm like, no, I'm dying laughing, and you can't hear me at all, which like gives the comedian pretty loud, nothing. don't you think? I feel like I shriek. You have a you have a good balance laugh, oh, okay? Because okay. it's like it's it's like loud, but it's not where because you know there are sometimes people you know at comedy shows and they're like. But I love that. I love it too. But everyone's distracted in the room. Everyone's just turning and looking to be like, who is this person that sounds like a hyena? It's like, I have a specific friend who I stopped going to come. And this person, like, we have a bond of comedy. Like, we love the same comedians, but I had to stop going with them because. I would get so uncomfortable because the laughter was so incessant oh. and so intense Tackly, yeah. that every comedian would focus and it would just and at first it was like this is funny but then after a while you're like dude every single comedian is like pointing this person out and then I'm having to like engage and I'm like sometimes I'm just not in the space that is so funny it was it was brutal it was brutal. We've got to go. Okay, invite me whenever next time you go. And we'll we, we got to try to get up in the front. We almost did. We were almost in the front row. I will say the show that we went to, the comedians were not. Um, they were not doing a lot of. of they weren't doing of crowd, of crowd work. work yeah. Sometimes you have a show where mm, it's literally all crowd work. One of my favorite moments 
ever going to a comedy show was we were front row. It was myself, Evan, and then uh, two friends of ours. One of our friends is the lead singer in a band called American Authors, and they have the song, ooh, ooh, gonna be the best day of my yeah, life. Yeah. So this was a couple of years ago. Obviously, that song was like huge many years ago, but this was still numerous years ago. One one of the co- <laughs> the comics came out, and it was so funny because he's one of my fave comedians to see live. His name is Harland Williams. He was Rocket Man. He was in Dumb and Dumber. His live comedy is so fucking funny to me. Like, it's weird, and it yeah. tickles my funny bone. Yeah. Like, there was one joke that he said the last time just, like, off the cuff. And I, <laughs> you thought it no, was no, just I a- was like, I was literally had to excuse myself because I dribbled pee a little bit because I was laughing so hard and everyone was laughing, but I was, it <laughs> yeah, was boisterous. Yeah. Just, sometimes they just get you. He Certain said, people get you. The joke was, um, and I don't feel bad saying this because it was literally like a random off the cuff yeah. one. I'm not ruining his yeah. show. He just goes, um, he's like, did you know? <laughs> He's like, did you know that pumpkins are the only living organism with triangle shaped eyes? <laughs> just stupid. So stupid. <laughs> I just was like, I couldn't handle myself. It was so dumb. And I was obsessed. I was crying. I was just picturing. And he's so goofy. Yeah. But his crowd work is unparalleled yeah, to me next level in my opinion he'll just randomly call out people in the in the audience be like ma'am can you please stop looking at me like that like just call out yeah, people yeah, yeah. constantly so we're in the front row and he's like he goes up to looks at our friend and goes hey little buddy what do you do for a living <laughs> <laughs> and then our friend zach is just like um i you know i'm actually in a band and he's like oh you're in a <laughs> band and he starts just you know mocking the whole like la musician yeah. thing whatever and he's like well little buddy if you sit if like what do you do in the band do you play an instrument he's like no i'm the lead singer he's like oh well then you're gonna have to take this mic and sing us one of your songs and so he was so embarrassed but we're like zach you have to do it you have to do it i'm like just sing sing the hit Give the people what they want. And so Zach grabbed the mic and he started singing Best Day of My Life. And Harlan took the mic back afterwards. He's like, oh, so you're like (laughs) actually a musician. He's like, that song did pretty well. Okay, never mind. I know that And we were crying, crying. He had his moment. He's like, the band had been famous for a minute. So he like had his shining glory. That's awesome. There are just so many good moments. You guys should go to stand-up comedy. Go to stand-up comedy. Go see Craig when Craig's in your area. He's fantastic. I loved, I mean, that's why I wanted to have Craig on the show. I thought he was hilarious. He's so funny. I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him since... I first saw him and wanted. I haven't. I haven't been to one of his shows since. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. Pop in. We gotta prioritize it. You know what we didn't do? (laughs) I will. In one moment, I will. (gasps) Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I want to say this quick though. First, broads, if there are any comedians that you love, please first of all tell us. Second, slide into their DMs and tell them to come on the show. Yeah. Because we would love to have more comedians on. We do have some comedians coming on the show soon who I'm a huge huge fans of so very excited about that but let the people know because that's typically then when they'll be like oh okay yeah especially if there's like stand up like a uh, comedian podcast too that you like that's yes. also good intel for us to let us know i want to get my i want to get my giggles on yeah come on yeah we like funny people 
Okay, let's take a quick pause, though. Quick pause. Uh, Broads, Valentine's Day is all about love. Love for your partner, love for yourself. It doesn't matter if you're coupled up or flying solo. Show yourself some love this February 14th with a new intimate set of ultra-soft loungewear pieces from Third Love. I actually just went on a little shopping spree at Third Love and ordered, well... Basically every piece I could, okay, from their new uh, Deco Lace collection. Oh, I just got that bra in the mail. So good, so good, which is designed to make you feel sexy 365 days a year. Uh, I mean, how could I resist? Third Love is without a doubt my favorite place to shop for all things intimate. The entire experience is truly seamless. It's easy and it's enjoyable. So you start off by taking their online fitting room quiz. It's legitimately like having your own personal shopper. The quiz asks you questions about your breast shape and size. They ask you about current fit issues with other broads bras even about your personal style and then after you're done you're going to get personalized recommendations based on your results so it makes finding bras lingerie and loungewear easy the first time yes when i told you i am obsessed with my third love bras underwear and loungewear that would be i mean it's an understatement of the century it's got to a point where i was only reaching for my third love stuff each morning so i ended up donating everything else uh once you wear third love anything there really is no going back. But don't worry, because if you do get something that you don't love, you can exchange or return it for free within 60 days thanks to Third Love's Perfect Fit Promise. That's a long time, too. 60 days? That's I two know. months to try it out. I know. That's awesome. Okay, so feeling is believing. Upgrade to everyday pieces that love your body as much as you do. And right now, you can get 20% off your first order at thirdlove.com slash chatty. That's 20% off at thirdlove.com slash chatty. You know, there are a few things that are as exciting to me in life as a clean, well-organized, fully stocked pantry. It doesn't happen mm, often, mm. but when I do it, I, it lasts for about a day, right? Yeah, it's but it's just so good. And then I do love the pantry restock. Mm. It's just so satisfying. I actually did a complete pantry overhaul just a few weeks ago since it's the new year. I figured we might as well start it off fresh. I was looking to replace all my pantry staples with cleaner versions. And that obviously meant I was spending a whole lot of time on Thrive Market. Oh, yeah. Thrive Market's the only site you need if you want to make healthy swaps this year. Thrive's an online online membership-based market on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. And this place has it all. I think what's also incredible is if you live especially like in a remote place or you can't get to the store as often as you'd like to, to different, you know, they they have all of that Mm -hmm. stuff online. From ethically sourced pantry staples to healthy snacks to sustainable meat and seafood, even non-toxic cleaning and beauty products, it's a one-stop shop. Whatever you need, Thrive Market has you more than covered. And once you become a Thrive member, you're going to start saving on every order because Thrive Market always offers the very best price. And here's the really great thing about Thrive Market. It makes it super simple to do healthy your way. When you shop on Thrive, you can easily filter by over 90 different values and lifestyles like gluten-free, zero waste, all of the things. However you want to eat and live, Thrive Market makes it easy to do so. Can your grocery store do that? Well, now it can. When you go to thrivemarket.com slash chatty, join today to get 40% off your first order and a free gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash chatty to get 40% off your first order and a free gift. That's thrivemarket.com slash chatty. Okay, so you you did 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 you or did okay 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 backing up. Last week I was talking about 
I take David Sedaris's master class. Anyway, he asks random people random questions because mm-hmm. he doesn't like making small talk. And he says he always finds out really interesting things about people. So we said that we were going to go to the comedy club that night and like ask someone like a question and go for it. I didn't. We actually, the show went late, much later. I was Well, because out, we had the two big drop-ins. Yes. And you had to, you had to edit the show. I had to go home and pack to leave for the South the next day. So we, pretty much like did a quick u-turn and didn't really mingle and chat very much okay but you're having to smile like you did this i did i didn't i forgot you didn't no i did you did with my uber driver yes so yeah because we were out on the patio and we saw one of our friends and we talked for a minute you did it that night i did it that night i was like i'm gonna do it student okay but you know let me say this yeah so becca had challenged actually i did ask an uber driver in nashville i'll tell you in a oh second. Okay. okay see then you did it but it wasn't that crazy see that that's what i was gonna say about I, mine too i feel like i kind of did you ask him bit. something pertaining to uber no okay but it wasn't too random of a question okay. so yeah I, i'm like okay becca's challenge ask the random question okay. some of your ideas had been like do you have a random tattoo anywhere yeah. have you buried a body etc yeah. etc didn't think i should ask my yeah. uber driver about burying That's a body scary. um but i hopped in the car and i had been on the phone with evan for a second and after i got off the phone my uber driver was like i could tell was like up for a chat because uh-huh. he like made a comment about because uh-huh. i asked evan i called evan and i said I just need to know, did you finish my leftover pizza? Because yeah, if you yeah. did, that's fine. But I'm calling in more food because yeah, yeah. I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, as soon as I got off the phone, my Uber driver was like, that's a good marriage. He yeah. goes, you got to call the check so that you're not mad at the person when you show up and they ate your food. Yeah, right, and that. Right, so right. I was like, all right, he's open yeah, for a chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's making so conversations. So the first thing that came to my brain mm-hmm. was, so I go, I have a question for you. I'm like, I know it was the first thing that came to your brain. So that's yeah. good. That's good. I was like, so I have a random question for you. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I, when wait, was, I, I said, when was the last time that you felt really, really helpless? Oh, shit. That's a fucking good question. Thanks. That's intense. But, I, but I, I know I went really hard. That's, yeah, that's dark. But I always, <laughs> see, I always go dark. That's and good. I, 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 like I can't remember. I can't ever think of like the fun ones. Yeah. Like, have you ever donated an organ? Like yeah, right yeah, off yeah. the top? Hey, but if that's where you break. Holy shit. That's intense. Yeah. yeah it got really heavy in the car. <laughs> did they tell you? Yeah. He was like. First uh, of all, how did he respond? Like, like right away. He was just like, oh, hmm. Like he li- he literally like paused and was like, "Wow, I that's a a really good question." Like he was taken aback yeah. by me asking it, yeah. and so I felt this immediate moment of I was like, "Oh, you and I are brother and sister. <laughs> we are now connected by blood." We are kin, and it was beautiful. Yeah. So he opened up right away, and he was like, "You know, I am." Um, he's like, "I have an older uh daughter." But my wife recently uh, gave birth about three months ago, and we were living um, in Georgia before, and now we're living here. And I'm feeling with like COVID and also not being used to the med- like the healthcare out here. He's like, I feel like it's terrible. He's like, I have this this newborn that has health issues. Yeah. And when we were living in in uh, in Georgia, he's like, I had with my with my oldest, like I would make a call in the middle of the night and our doctor would call us back like anytime I had a question. And so I, I felt like we had control over the situation. He's like, now he's like, I, it takes weeks to get in with a doctor. 
And I'm just so I feel so helpless to like be there for my newborn and now for my wife because she's dealing with postpartum. So then I started talking with postpartum because I was like, you know, postpartum depression, postpartum depression. And so then I was talking with him about stuff that I had experienced. And we had this like really like beautiful conversation where we both opened up and then after he dropped when he like pulled up to the house to drop me off we were kind of still in the middle of talking and then when I hopped out he was like thanks so much for asking me that I was like thanks so much for being honest with me wow and it was beautiful it was beautiful (laughs) and it motivated me I'm like that's so cool I need to do this yeah Becca made the right choice in the challenge. I'm like, this is, it was, it was a powerful oh, moment so instead cool. of just an Uber drive where I just would have been staring at my phone and getting car sick the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> truly, truly. Well, and I think what's cool is that you did ask the first question off the top of your head, even though it felt kind of dark. I think that was your instinct telling you that this was the, what the, per- the person needed to get off their chest. I feel like you're right. When you said last episode that we're all maybe a little bit psychic, there was a part of me that I was like, why is this my first inclination yes. to ask this man who, by the way, was very um, positive and friendly energy. Yes. So it wasn't like he seemed sad right. and I was like, hey, are you okay? Right. It was almost like, there was this facade that he felt like, or like, you know, just a, a character he had to put up while at work Yeah, that he couldn't then. And then he got really, I mean, the energy shifted yeah. for sure. Wow. And then he gave me his card and he's like, anytime you need to ride, you can call me. Da, da, da. And I was like, I will be calling you oh, wow. so that we can catch up and I'll ask you another strange question. <laughs> You'd be like, this bitch. So cool. <laughs> yeah. So you asked a. No. Okay. So I, this is the thing. Uh, well, and and to to give a little context, so I'm such a fucking dumbass. So I left my <laughs> wallet at Gray's parents' house whenever we were there. Don't know when we were there, or like, oh, we like switched cars, and I accidentally left it in their car. Just like something stupid. So we're going to we're flying into Nashville last week on Thursday, and Wednesday night, I'm like, fuck, I still don't have my wallet. I'm like, well, I have my passport, whatever. And then I'm like, fuck, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to, um, I should. I should taper off my language so i said frick i i am supposed to get a rental car because my friends live in huntsville which is like two and a half hours away they had already offered to pick us up but i was like it'll probably be just be easier if we get the rental car um that yeah whatever you have your freedom that way right i I like i love having a car when we travel places so i instead of like a dumbass i should have just googled can you, because I had like a picture of my driver's license. I had my passport. I should have just Googled, can you rent a car with a picture of your driver's license? Because later on when I Googled it, when it was way too late, I, the answer was very clearly, no, You can, they cannot legally rent you a car oh, if you God. don't have your driver's license or like a DMV paper in hand. Uh-huh. But it's fine. I told them like, I told my friends, I go, just have Austin on standby. He wasn't working. He was just playing video games that day anyway that had already offered. So he's like, no, that's cool. Just let me know when you figure it out at the rental car place whether or not, you, you know, you're going to be able to rent a car. So we do the like three and a half hour plane ride. We get there. Um, it's freezing cold. We're at the <laughs> rental car thing and immediately, you know, they're, you know, they're like, no, we can't yeah. rent you a car that way. And I'm like, 
Okay. And then the girl's like, well, actually, if you are getting a replacement driver's license, you can like do it on the DMV website and they'll like send you a copy and like we, you might be able to show our manager that. So then I'm sitting and then I'm like trying to oh, log into God. the DMV website. So and I, you I, and like, Ruth had already just been on the plane. Right. So I'm trying to like keep her occupied as I'm like trying, God. sitting on the floor, like trying to figure out this DMV form, trying to figure out my login because apparently I already had used my my name and, and driver's license for login before. But uh-huh. then I, you know, all of that uh-huh. bullshit. <laughs> giving me anxiety thinking yeah about it. and i was just like god and then yeah come to find out then i see error you're gonna have to go into when i finally log in you're going to have to go for some reason you in particular are gonna have to go into your dmv <laughs> in you. person <laughs> to to try to do a replacement right. card i'm like oh my god so whatever i'm like okay then i finally give them the green light start driving over so then i have two and a half hours we're in the rental car place. I'm like, we're not going to hang out here no. for two and a half hours. No. We're hungry. We need to go somewhere. Then I'm like, Bruce doesn't have a car seat. Normally, I do a car seat at the rental car place. And I was already <sighs> banking on that. So then I'm texting them. Hey, can you bring a car seat? She's like, oh, my nanny kids only have one and they need it this evening. I'm like, okay, so we're going to have, so then we have to make our way with our luggage to Target to get a car seat. And then, of course, you know, you're those weird people. You know, we see people with suitcases and you're just like, what is going on? Then we're those people with suitcases yeah. <laughs> yeah like in target and then we're and then, then i have to ask someone for scissors to unbox the suitcase and i'm like can you throw this away for me all this packaging <laughs> so then i have the you know and then i'm then i'm calling it uber and, and then we get to the restaurant and i have like a car seat and luggage and i'm like is it just cool and you're ready and for bed and i didn't realize i showed up at a at a at a restaurant that is like a fancy restaurant so there's literally people going out to like date night dinner and like birthday dinners oh, there no. so we're in like our airport clothes with a freaking car seat oh, no. and and suitcase and this is in la where you can just walk down the street you know it's like 40 degrees and everything's all sprawled out because you're by the airport so i'm just like okay we're eating here and i'm just like trying to keep her you know just like reading her books yeah. in the in the booth and like ordering her spaghetti noodles with butter you know just that it was just that whole thing and then i like look at the time i'm like tracking his location i'm like he's still an hour away like this is ridiculous so then i'm like okay fine i'm just gonna try to time it perfectly so i'm just gonna get an uber towards where he is to a starbucks where i okay. think will be a halfway point because i'll just kill time we're not gonna sit yeah, in this no. restaurant booth booth for another hour yeah, there's nothing no, else no, for us to do no. which i did end up timing it perfectly we ended up at the starbucks at the same exact time and i was like yes yeah, yeah, one win. So anyway, that's the context here. So I'm a little frazzled a, in the car. I would imagine a lot of frazzled. And I do have to take a moment to acknowledge the fact that in these situations, you always stay very calm, which is always very impressive to me. I have full meltdown or anger, and you are able to handle those situations very well. I have to say, my parents, they fucked up a lot of things. But one thing, no, not a lot. They fucked me. <laughs> they fucked me up royally. But. <laughs> they made the mistakes. But I will say, it was something I learned from sort of both of them, they were like, well, you can either make that time miserable, you can, can, you can make it even worse with your shitty attitude, or you can have a good attitude, and then who knows, you might have a little fun, you might not, but at least you won't be doubly miserable in addition to the situation. And that is a very powerful and true statement. And so I feel like I feel like you do that. You do that. I need to work on that. What are you going to do? I get I just allow all of my anxiety and emotions (laughs) to take over. And I just have an absolute spiral sesh. Of course, there are moments when I'm like, well, what's going to make it worse? Like if I start getting all freaked out, then she's going to get all freaked out. And it's just 
whatever. It's going to be, it's all going to be over soon. So then we're in the, we're in the Uber and I'm like trying, I'm like trying to tap into my gut intuition. Like, what should I ask <laughs> You're him? Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, and then I'm like, I don't know. I couldn't think of anything. So I just said like, or maybe, maybe I was ignoring the thing that I should have asked him. I don't know. He was, uh, who knows? I don't, okay. I don't know if anything okay. came up, but maybe if I had just paused and thought for a second, maybe something would have come to mind. He was a really sweet, guy with a thick southern accent and he was so sweet talking about his daughter and how his kids are in their 20s and they still come visit him all the time which and I'm like well that means that you're you did something right as a parent your kids come over you know oh, like that's so nice you know because he said like oh my daughter she always comes over and wants to just hang out with me and I'm like well that means you were a good yeah, parent it means you were a good she's dad. 22 and she wants to hang out with you mm-hmm. isn't that so sweet so anyway he just seemed like the sweetest guy and so I asked him who he's killed. <laughs> I asked him, have you ever cheated on your wife before? No. So then I, <laughs> have you ever gambled away your entire savings and left your family in absolute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When was the time situation? you disappointed like your, your your loved ones the most, would you say? No, I just asked him a stupid Uber related question, like a cop out. And I just said, you know, what's what's the wild? He's driven Uber for four years. So I was just like, okay. what's the wildest thing that ever happened? He was like. It was the middle of the day. It wasn't even the middle of the night. No one was drunk. And there was a guy in my front seat and three guys in my back seat. And the three guys in the back seat were paying for the guy in the front seat to get his nipples pierced. And they were all (laughs) trying to convince me to get my nipples pierced, too. And I said, no, thank you. And, uh... Yeah, that was that was was the most wholesome thing I've ever heard. So wholesome, so wholesome. I'm like, in four years, that's the wildest thing you've ever seen in an Uber. And then he goes, "Well, and sometimes people come in and and they're not passed out, but I I didn't know it was possible to be that drunk and be conscious at the same time. Some people roll in here. I just, you know, I just don't know." Then that that was my it's Uber so driver. Wholesome. It was so sweet. But you still asked the question. I did ask a question, but it was it was something I might have asked already. You know, but you guys were already chatting. I'm gonna too. try again. You guys were already chatting. I'm gonna try again. You're good about about like having like flowing conversation. I can sometimes get a little stuck, so I feel like this this idea of asking a random question is good for me. Yeah. Because I can just be in a zone where I am stuck. Well, I do get anxious because sometimes the conversation keeps flowing. And then if, as traffic's building up, I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk to this person for another 30 minutes. Because generally it does get, when I talk to people, they do end up talking about like, you know, their custody battle with their kids. They'll open up. So, you They'll know, and they start, start chatting. <laughs> and then I'm like, and then I'm just sitting there going like this. Oh man, that's really hard. Yeah, I just I can't imagine. Yeah, I mean, I'm so incredibly sorry. (laughs) Yeah, right. Or I'm or I'm just saying things like this where I'm like, man, you know, that just doesn't seem fair that she like responded that way. You know, like she's supposed to be the one that's supporting you. You know, and I'm just like saying that. I'm like, I want to be on my phone. I had I I had a situation a few times because of my dental work. So when I had my um. No. The tooth pulled and no. then the dry socket had happened. I had to keep going back like every three days to the dentist for them to pack it with yeah. this like type of clove thing that yeah. the second the clove is oh my God. is put in there, the the taste is it lights your mouth up like you would not believe. But then also you don't wanna like you don't wanna touch it. Because if you touch dude, it, it's dude. it's it's ah! like it'll make you want to throw up. Mm. So then you're trying to avoid it. So your mouth is filling with spit. Dude, At least mine yeah. does. So I'm, but I'm taking these these Uber drives like right after. 
oh, from my, my dentist's office. Dude, and I'm getting every- like a visceral reaction right now because I'm also thinking like gauze in the mouth and they're. Oh, it's brutal. And every oh. time, and then every time <laughs> I take one of these Uber drives from the dentist's office to my house every couple days, I would happen to have a chatty Uber driver. And I'm sitting there and I can't, if I talk, it like will light up my mouth. So I'm like, I get it and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I can't talk because my dental work. And like, they'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. But they would just keep talking. And so I'm sitting there. This is so gross. I'm literally, after the first ride, I figured out I needed to bring a cup with me. No, dude. No. (laughs) Under my mask. Cut this. (laughs) Trigger warning. (sighs) No, no, no. Oh, I couldn't help it. It was horrifying. It was you so were gr- spitting in the cup. It was so gross. Don't. Not only was I spitting in the cup, I was dry heaving. Was it bloody? Sure. Yeah. I was dry heaving because of the cup situation because it was horrifying <laughs> to me. But I couldn't stop or else because the first drive. My whole chest your mask. was your covered. Mask my, so my, my mask Ugh. was soaked. Yeah. It was, it was, my whole front of my chest was soaked. By the way, I'm sorry. Masks are fucking disgusting. You ever like be talking in Uber or something for like 45 minutes and it's just damp? Oh, that's I, disgusting. I get really like that is foul. I get really grossed out after I take one off and I just see all my makeup like <laughs> That's like the new sunglasses. You know, when you take your sunglasses off and the rim is just covered with makeup and you're just like, oh, sorry. And like shove it away. And it's also like the makeup is like your pore, you know, because you like your pores and hair like through the foundation, like mark on your your glasses. It's gross. It's very gross. Also, I've encouraged me to to buy Listerine strips. You know what I mean? On our uh, headphones. Yeah, definitely on the headphones. I know. I've just been thrown in the wash every time. But how was the rest of your time in Nashville? Oh, it was. So so we were only in Nashville the day of and the day leaving, um, which actually the whole thing got screwed up because I was supposed to stay with Kaylee, who's been on our podcast before. She lives in Nashville. Oh, yeah. And uh, so, but she... She got put on new medication and she was in Buffalo visiting her parents and she was so dizzy she couldn't stand up. So she, and she was supposed to drive home so she couldn't drive home. Oh, that's but so she let sketchy. us stay in her. She's let us stay in her house on the night uh, because I decided to be an uh, absolute idiot. And yesterday I, I booked our flight home for 6 a.m. Yeah. Like the flight was at 6 a.m. Nashville time. So that means I was up at two o'clock in the morning Pacific time. Uh huh. Yep. I saw that post on Instagram and I was like, "Yikes, that's gonna be really rough for you the next day." I do this to me all the time. I'm, I'm do this, do this to me. I do this to myself all the time. I'm like, "Yeah, you'll deal with it." Like you'll literally, I book the plane and I'm like, "Eh, what's waking up at four a.m.?" You know? Oh my and then, god! And then the night before, I'm just like, "What?" You're like, "Why?" What is wrong with me? Yeah. No. So I, I'm gonna try not to do that anymore. But anyway. Actually felt pretty good, all things considered. Good for you. A late night flight, like a red eye or an early morning flight, I have I need about three to four days to recover. God. But you know, we kind of slept on the plane and then I don't know. I actually feel fine. So who knows? I did try to go to bed at like eight thirty. Regardless, Alabama was fun. There's like actually like a cool, like up and coming little art scene there in Huntsville. It looked like it there was. Ruth with the snow (gasps) was Oh my god, the other was so cute. No, I was like, I was like crying and rewatching it like four times, like it was a lifetime movie. I was like, I can't stop watching this. I gotta tell you something that happened though. So we go to this. So I'm, I'm into German food lately. 
Mm. because it's like the only thing the I can eat on the fucking candida diet. So oh. they have lots of sauerkraut. Yes. And sausages. Two things I can eat. <laughs> so I'm like perfect. <laughs> You're just like, you've become this full on like beer garden. You're Straight just up. like, October fest. Minus the beer. So because they give you a whole plate of sauerkraut with a sausage on top. And I'm like, there's a meal for me. That's a meal that I can, yes. that I can do. So I, I was like berating or like, yeah, my friends the whole weekend just being like, we've got to go to that German place you mentioned. Like, we've got to go to the yes. German place. So we drive to this German place. We get in there. The place is packed. There is like the, the there's like standing room only. But the and German man, restaurant is popping off. The German restaurant is popping off. And wow. I hear, hear someone say, this is like the best food in town. And then the guy at the front, we're like, hi. Yeah, they're four. And he goes, um, yeah, our waiting list is too full, actually, to even add people to the waiting list until 9 p.m. tonight. So we're not taking any more names. And I'm like. Oh, I didn't know oh. this was Boa Steakhouse. I didn't know this was Saddle Ranch. I didn't know fucking Josh Richards and Tana Mojo were outside getting slipped into the I'm back. Like, I'm sorry, Broom Heiferson Huntsville. I didn't know that I was too much of a, of, a pe- of a peasant to be here, you know, like. So anyway, th- that happened. So then we're like, let's go to a, a, the second, the second best German place in Huntsville. I did not know that it that Huntsville was. Pa- I mean, Huntsville, maybe Huntsville. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Huntsvilleisen. Um, <laughs> so we went to the second German place, and um, you know, you could tell it wasn't quite five stars like the other German place, and and you know that because the on other the count place, of the rats. Well, yeah, yeah, on the count of the rats screen under the tables, eating up the pieces of my sauerkraut <laughs> that I dropped on the floor. We were actually feeding them by hand, so. You could tell that it's not a nice of a German place because the first German place, you know, they just have normal tables with white tablecloths. Mm -hmm. And then you go to, you know, Mama, think of a German name quickly. Uh, uh, Heidi. (laughs) Mama Heidi Haufhausen House. You go to that place, the second best German place. <laughs> you go to the second best, best German place and, you know, everyone's in full Lederhosen. And then you go, oh, okay. Yes. We're, these are two different ki- yeah, types of yeah. German restaurants. Understood. Understood. S- still good. But, you yeah. know, when you've got like wood paneling all along the walls and everyone has their hair in braids, you're like, not the same thing. This is a little more of like the maybe the Disneyland version. Exactly. Uh-huh. The uh the what what's that restaurant with the jungle inside? Rainforest. A little cafe. more rainforest cafe, sure, if you sure. will, if you will. And then we sit down and by golly Jess, our waitress is drunk. She's tanked. Well, she's German. Sorry. She's- <laughs> Listen, my family, you can't you can't don't come for me don't come for me okay swiss well this woman (laughs) oh no oh no no. so this woman is like in her 60s you know and at first i'm just like she's friendly and then you know this is how it happens you're like she's friendly and then about 45 seconds and you're like something's not right here you know Uh she's like she's like I thought you were four to Ruth. She's like, you know, you're a tie. She's like, I thought you were four. She's like, I thought you were four, you know, but you're two, you know, you're so mature. And I don't like two year olds who act like they're two, you know, but I like you. She's but then she's like, yeah, yeah. She goes, I don't like two year olds who act like they're two, but you know, like I like you. So I'm like, oh, she's being playful. Sure, and then she's sure. talking about her 11 year old son. She goes like, 
you know, and he, I don't even know how she got on this. She's like, you know, and I'm progressive. So I'm telling him, wear dresses, (laughs) dye your hair purple. She's literally like this, wear dresses, dye your hair purple, you know, do it. And he's like, mom, stop, you know, and she's doing all this before she even takes our our drink So order. you've got her whole life story. You're like, I appreciate your progressiveness, so then, uh, but I'm a little I'm like, confused how like, we got huh? here. And I'm like, all right, whatever. You know, this is charming. So but then she starts like fucking up the order of the people in the table next to us oh, no. where she's like, oh, you guys got sal-. they're halfway through their meal. She's like, you guys got salads. You guys got salads, you know, like, here are your salads now. And they're like, we, okay, you know, she's like, like, I'm going to get you guys free dessert. It's going to be covered. And then my friends see that she's crying in the back. And then the other waitress is trying to, like, help her out. But then she's coming. It was horrible. And I hate this kind of stuff. It's why I hate watching Shark Tank. I don't like people losing. I don't like seeing them. I don't like seeing them failing. And I was just like, ah. So I had to really be into, like, reading books to Ruth in that moment. Because I could just not watch the train wreck. Someone crying happening. at work, like I'm, yeah, no, I no, no, no. I could not, I could not. I just had to like shut it out. And then she, and then she's like, mess, dude. She's like messing up their check, where she's like, this one's yours, right? And he's like, and they're like trying to keep it together, but they're like, this is, you know, you're getting pissed off with a drunk person. You're like, this is not my check. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I. And then you're like, I'm the, trying to be polite, but like at this point, you know, I can tell you're drunk, and there's been a lot of mistakes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. And then you know, they're like, the, you said the dessert was going to be paid for, but now the dessert's like on my check, and like. Oh my God. And then the other waitress is trying to come intercept, you know, and then she's telling them, you know, like I it's and then it makes it even worse because she's like, I've been doing this for 20 years. You know, it's not normally like this. But then you go, no, not normally. So is this something that happens every few weekends? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a rough night. So she's saying that to them while she's still messing up their stuff. And I'm just like, "Ah." (laughs) like, get me out of this German hell. (laughs) But I feel so bad for her. And then she comes to our table and then, you know, she messes something up of ours too. But I'm like, whatever. And then, you know, she's going, I'm so sorry, guys. You know, I'm so sorry. And I go, (laughs) I go, it's okay. Just take care of yourself. And you would have thought that I just told her she won the lottery. She goes, I needed to hear that, which was cute. But then she comes back around to the table and this is where it's hilarious. She goes, she goes, you know, I want to tell you, thank you for what you told me earlier. Thank you. I needed to hear that from someone. You seem like a friend who gives good advice. I bet you have a lot of (laughs) best friends. (laughs) I bet you have a lot of best friends that you give good advice to. And I go, well, you know, I never know how to. I go, well, that's my best friend right there. You know, I'm like, you never know how to handle it. I'm like, that's my best friend. You're like, why don't you ask her instead? her not me go that's my best friend right there you know she's got a lot of answers to your statements i bet she is such a good friend to you and she's like honey thank you and then she walks away and i'm like yes i'm like waving like i'm the queen to them i'm like you know like i am the dalai lama i am the buddha come to me for your sage advice so anyway that was just a whole thing but oh my god i mean but we were saying like where's the manager just being like sit out you know I mean, clearly, I th- think that that's all you need to know. Like, that shows you perhaps, like, the state of the restaurant. Maybe the manager is also drinking Hoff... Hoffhauser. Hoffhauser is, is killing it. And, you know, his, like, upper, upper management is just like, why is this not happening here? Heidi's is tanking. I'm like, so tell he's Bethany off. to sit out for the night. 
There was only three tables there. Can't the other yeah, waitress you're like, handle you're it? You're like, here's the thing. She's a lo- she's lovely. She's a lovely server. Love her. But like, but at, at the end of the day, this is giving me very much like drunk girl in the bathroom energy, <laughs> where I'm like, I'm attempting to like have a moment of solidarity, but then it lasts too long. And now I don't even know where my friends are in the bar because I've been talking to Becky yes, yes. for about two and a half yes, hours and yes. she's thrown up and on me want, twice. And you want to make sure she gets home of safe. Course. And you're worried for you're her. Worried for and her. you're wondering why she's drinking yes, right now. Right. And you want to get to the bottom of it, but also you don't really know her. So, you know, there's this. Where's the referee calling time out, Bethany? Here. Go get something from the soft drink machine and sit in the corner. <laughs> Have you ever been drunk at work before? Absolutely not. Okay. You have? Well, it was, I mean. Okay, well, where did you work and what what was happening? It was, though, it was, I had a pass because I was, okay. the, I'll, yeah, honestly, sure the did. alcohol was forced upon me. Oh, okay. It really was. Oh, so someone at work, like, made you, oh. My boss. Oh, okay. That, which okay. sounds okay. so shady. <laughs> were you a bartender? No. <laughs> what were you? I worked at a PR firm. So, basic, yeah, this, it all sounds very shady. Welcome to Los Angeles. So, I was. It's <laughs> Mad Men. <laughs> identical to it <laughs> i didn't stay there for very long um but no there was one day where so we had a bunch of different clients who like either did uh fashion or different products makeup whatever the bachelor is where the bachelor bitches would come exactly through. exactly so you had now, to drink to get through the day one of <laughs> yeah, so i i just hit the bottle yeah. because i could not handle right. you know right um but no one of our clients was snoop and okay. he had, a th- I think it was rolling paper at the time or yeah. something having yeah, yeah, to do yeah. with weed. And so once in a blue moon, Snoop would cruise in. And so all of us would be oh, like, you guys got to be cool guys. We got to be cool. <laughs> we got to be cool. And he was, he was great. He was always super fun um, and very nice to everyone, yeah. by the way, as well. Um, well, normally people who were higher up in, in the job situation would go in with my boss and have meetings with Snoop. But then my boss, who was this guy, he was very nice, but he was also gave off very desperate, um, I'm trying to be cool energy, but you're like, it's not just be you. You don't have to be this guy, but he's trying to like be super Hollywood. And so when we'd have a big client come in, he's like a white guy in his late thirties. Oh, nailed it on the head, my dear. Nailed it on the head. Uh, He was... He would have big lines come in. He'd have his bar and he would start drinking. Oh, yeah. Too much. Oh. Too much. Always a, by the way, always a respectful guy, like always a nice guy. Well, one day the higher ups weren't there. Yeah. And so he asked if I would come in and kind of like be in there and shadow and see because he wanted to move me up, whatever. So I went into the meeting and a couple other people were drinking. So he's pouring these like shots. And I, at this point, had barely started to drink. So just sipping a little bit of straight vodka, I was toast. Yeah. Also, if you haven't eaten in the last couple hours, you know, like you're at work. No. And also nothing will make you feel drunker than being in a place where you're not supposed to be drunk. You're so right. You're so right. Even if everyone else is also drinking, yeah, you're it's like, like, it's two in the afternoon right. on a Tuesday. Exactly. Exactly. When you're at a concert and there's lights flashing everywhere, you know, you might be a little, a little too litty, but 
you know, you're in the atmosphere, so you're not feeling it. Yeah. But like, yeah, when you're at a nursing home visiting grandma, sipping on whiskey, and you're like, uh, you know, oh, you're gonna be at 10 a.m., you're like, okay, I'm drunk. This was a lot. No, exactly. So they're pouring it, and I just am like, I probably ultimately had one and a half shots worth. Why would you be drinking whiskey at 10 a.m. in a nursing home? I don't know why, but I, mean, I just maybe made grandma that likes Maybe it's to party. Christmas. Yeah, it's, it's a okay, celebration. So anyway. So I probably had about a shot and a half worth of vodka, yeah. um, which w- is not a lot, but for me, that was a lot. And, and I again, was... on an empty stomach at work, I get yeah, it. I was complete. Yeah, so I was, I was like feeling cross. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to throw up. So they all leave. The meeting went well. Everyone's really nice. I'm drunk. Yeah. And I have to drive from Los Angeles back to, to Orange, County. Orange County. And so what did I do? I got in the back of my trunk after work and I slept in the back of my trunk. In your trunk? In my trunk. Like I, tr- I had an, an SUV at the time. So okay. Okay. Got it. I'm like, so you closed yourself in. I'm picturing a Corolla. I'm like on La Cienega in the back. <laughs> like tons of cars are going by. It's like an LA night and I am in my trunk until like two in the morning when I wake up. I'm like, <gasps> are oh, you serious? Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm drunk on a random street. Oh my God. And then I drove home. Wow. That's terrible. It was horrible. So I don't recommend that. Don't be drunk at work. I guess I've had... Oh, okay. I mean, this doesn't count at all. This is stupid. When I was like a nanny and I was in Hawaii, I was I would drink with them. Yeah, but s- still. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that would feel odd sometimes where you're like, I'm supposed to be like in the zone, but I'm also with you all yeah. and you're except like offering that, that me a the, drink yeah except that was the dumb thing it was like i won i there was no reason for me to be there they like thought that they were gonna leave the baby with me and then i ended up just tagging along with them everywhere just like sometimes hold, i'm like i guess i'll hold the baby while you guys like eat yeah dinner. yeah so it was more of a vacation for me didn't feel mad about it <sighs> yeah not no, I, i'm trying to think i've done a lot I've, I've had a lot of jobs climbing gym no flower shop no did you ever get fired no i always left before that could happen <laughs> me too up top <laughs> i don't think i mean there's i don't think there was a single job besides nannying that i worked for longer than a year though also um did i ever tell you about the kids cooking show i was on i think you started to once <laughs> and then we didn't finish it well it's not that long of a story but <laughs> I'll tell that another time because I want to get into because I what I also want to talk about that is commercial modeling stuff. Yes. And because we were supposed to talk about that. Oh, yeah. We got to talk commercial modeling. Um, I want I want to give an update on our house thing. Should we yes. take a break? First? Yes. Oh, yes. Let's take a little pause. Kay. And then I want to hear about this because I actually don't know what's going on. Okay. Okay, broads, you know Becca and I have pretty high standards for Evan and Grayston, okay? We want our guys looking good. We want them smelling good. We want them feeling good every day of the week. Uh They must, okay? And trust us, that's not always an easy task that just any grooming product can handle. Oh, no. We pretty much leave that exclusively up to our favorite grooming products from Hawthorne. Here's the reason Hawthorne is so great. They've got data and tons of it to match your guy with the best products for them. Literally, Hawthorne has taken data from hundreds 
of thousands of their customers. So that's that way they can suggest the perfect products for each hair type, skin type and lifestyle. You can go all out. You can have Hawthorne recommend an entirely new routine. Or if it's just one product that needs replacing, um, like maybe a new moisturizer or a shampoo swap, Hawthorne can take care of that too. And I swear y'all, Gray has been really happy with his Hawthorne products and just having something that was curated specifically for him has actually helped him stick to his routine. He didn't have a routine before Hawthorne. So there's that. God bless. All you need to do is hop onto Hawthorne.co and take their quiz, which will help the team at Hawthorne get to know all about who they're dealing with. The quiz will ask things like, how active are you? How much time do you have to get ready in the morning? The basics. And once the quiz is finished, Hawthorne will use the results to create a totally custom routine together tailored for your body, skin, hair, lifestyle. It's that easy. Just five minutes is all it takes to get the custom grooming routine for your guy. Or let's be honest, your dreams. So make sure your partner, whoever is ready for anything or anyone that comes their way by taking Hawthorne's quiz today, go to hawthorne.co and use promo code chatty to get 10% off your first purchase. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O promo code chatty hawthorne.co promo code chatty. So with one little one and two fur babies at home, it's safe to say I have become very acquainted with the cleaning supply aisle of about every store in a 10 mile radius of my house. But it was not lost on me that every time I went and bought a new window cleaner or counter spray, that that was just another plastic bottle being thrown away. Did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? Oh my year? God. 5 billion. I needed to find a better way to uh, keep my house clean without destroying the planet. And that's when I discovered Blue Land. Oh gosh, I love Blue Land. Love Blue so Land. So they're all about creating a clean and healthy planet starting at home. So instead of buying single-use plastic bottles full of cleaner, you just buy a Blue Land bottle once and you refill it forever. All you need to do is fill the bottle with warm water. You can pop in one of the hand soap or spray cleaner tablets, and within minutes, you have a powerful cleaning product ready to go. The bottles start at just $10 when you buy a kit, and the refill tablets start at $2. So in the long run, you'll save tons of money and the planet and space in your house, too. Because, look, if you buy... Yeah let's say 12 refill tablets for each thing, you could be stocked for probably longer than a year, probably a couple years, but it's only going to take up like the it's, tiniest amount yes, of room in your cabinet. Just a tiny part of your cabinet. It's awesome. Not it makes so much sense. the entire thing. Yes. I got my Blue Land kit in the uh, eucalyptus lavender scent and it is amazing. When I use my cleaner, my entire house smells like a dream. But if you want something citrus, be sure to check out the uh, Perrine lemon scent. And if floral is your jam, iris agave is the one for you. Take it from us and give Blue Land a try. You'll love it and the planet will thank you. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order when you go to blueland.com slash chatty. That's 20% off your first order of any Blue Land products at blueland.com slash chatty. Blueland.com slash chatty. I'm Okay, so I was just telling Jess, I'm going to say I have two topics I want to talk about. I want to talk about our home thing. Then I want to talk about something else. I want to talk about something pertaining to crushes and it's big news. But I'll draw. I'll talk to you about that on the next episode. Oh my god! Sorry. Oh, that is a tease. <laughs> Damn it! <sighs> All right. And I have like multiple questions for you that I've been meaning to ask you for years now. No, not years. Like <laughs> several weeks. But we never get to it because we just like talk about so much. I know. Stuff. Do you see my list that I have I for today? I'm like, oh my god, I have so many things. <sighs> okay. So we put in an offer on our ho- on a house. Yes. And we did not get the house. And okay. I am so happy about it. Really? So happy. Okay. It was a beautiful home. It's a beautiful home. Yeah. Not for us. And you know, this is why I'm just like, you got to trust the universe. I 
And I'm so excited because I just have this big dream now that I'm so excited about. So um, it was so funny. The night before we were supposed to hear back from the realtors, like Gray and I were sitting in our living room. We were just looking around and we were like, like, I really like our house. Like, I really like our house. Like, and we had kind of been saying that all along. Like, I don't want to sell our home. Then we're like, does it make sense to like rent out our house? And we're like, eh, I don't really want to do that. Don't want to deal with that. And we were both just like, we really like our house. And both of us felt extremely like neutral. Like we really didn't uh-huh. care if they told us that, which is like good to be, it's good to be detached. Sure. But also I remember with our house, it was like, we really like, this is the yeah, right you're house You're sitting by the phone. Yeah. You're just anxiously yeah, so waiting. Excited. Yeah. And, um, and I just didn't feel that way, but I'm like, oh, you know, whatever. But you know, it was so strange. I kept um, getting this like sense that it was like, like moving into this house did not match up with like my philosophy or like ethics which was like a strange thing to keep popping in my head and I kept like justifying it but like it kept popping up and and you know I'd talk to friends they'd be like it's good like it so this new house including the back house space was probably like triple the size of our it was triple the size of our current home and um and I was talking to friends, you know, and family and they they kept saying like, you know, oh, you need more space like as the kids get older and and uh and 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 look, I have out there like very moralistic kind of values that I have had to learn are just mine and they're not right and they shouldn't be anyone else's, yeah. they're just mine. But it was so funny that kept coming in my head and I was kind of like, "Huh, that's weird." And then I was really reflecting on it after we heard we weren't getting the house because both of us were kind of like happy and we like didn't care. And um, and I just realized like I have actually even talked to Gray over the last several months. Like, you know, I even dream sometimes of moving to an even smaller house because what I love about being in our home mm-hmm. is that it forces us to get outside, it forces us to do activities and it forces us to be mindful of the space that we're inhabiting and like the things that we're putting in our space. Mm. And I know that I could still do that in a big house, 100%. But like it, the way our house is right now, and if we were in even a smaller place, it would just force me to do that, which is something that's really important to me. It's like one of my val, one of my values and one of his values too. It's one of our shared kind of like philosophies. Um, And so I kind of realized that and I was like, oh yeah, like I wasn't being true to myself by trying to like, fit us into a house like that that didn't fit that and anyway but then I got thinking about it and basically I think that I'll talk more about it but I have emailed a realtor about a property that's like up in the mountains and we have this I have this dream and I was sharing it with Gray last night now he's pretty hyped on it too I've been reading books well a book and like a lot of different blogs and stuff like that over the last several days about earth building techniques where you basically use like techniques people have used for thousands of years to like you can build your own house out of like from like mud and sand and straw and all that shit i'll show you photos after if you google like cob houses like corn on the cob cob houses cob houses yeah cob is just a mixture of like sand and mud and straw basically anyway they're like so fucking cool they look like those storybook houses they're the they're what like um the 
in the ancient like UK what they would build their houses out of and oh, so you know those okay. like storybook yep. looking houses mm-hmm. with like these crazy windows and all of that yeah those are all made out of cob out of earth and they're earthquake proof fireproof flood proof and they can last for hundreds of years without maintenance <laughs> earthquake proof say less yeah <laughs> Well, I'm making a cob house next week this is where my aquarian like fuck the man things comes in because i'm reading this book and they're basically like why do you think like we have government regulations of having to have like cement pads and like all of this stuff is to like if you build a cob house you can do it for like you can build literally like you can build two or three story houses out of cob if you're skilled enough but you can build it with the mud in your backyard so you could literally build a house for under ten thousand dollars like an actual Whoa. house. Yeah. And so basically this book is like, they don't want you to know you can build cop houses. They don't want you to know you can like build your own shit. Like, so anyway, so I think that's something that we want to, and, and what, like my kind of vision and I gray is pretty on board too, is like building, making a property and, and when you're working with Cobb, you can do it like really slowly. So you basically like make, you slowly build up the walls and you have to let it dry and then build up another layer. But you could make it over years and years. It doesn't matter. So my kind of idea is every summer, you know, we could go up for weekends or weeks or like if we had the time, go up for right. a month, have friends and family come camp and like help. And slowly and over slowly time, over like house. five or six summers, like build our, our, pro- our property so that it's a getaway. Maybe one day we could live there, all that. So. That's pretty amazing. And I'm so psyched that's your new project that's my new project that's what i'm living for that's what i'm waking up every day for but it was just so cool because it was like i felt like that putting in an offer on that house and when we did tarot everything was like super like having to do with like family and home and financial security Mm -hmm. and i felt like it was just a good reminder of like we don't have to stay in one place and we can do new things even though that wasn't the new thing for us i felt like it opened the door in my head yes to to process it that's so cool so i'm so excited that's That's, so cool that's like the new thing and i admire i admire you know where i know you said they're the morals they're yours Mm -hmm. but i admire where your head's at now i'm looking to get a house so big that i don't have to see my family (laughs) ever again that's just another thing I was scared of actually like I was reading something some article where it was like American architecture is like meant to like pull the family ha- like apart from their neighbors apart from each other I mean, into their private little rooms and then I'm like <sighs> it is so funny I as a child I have very vivid memories where at one point we were living in like you know a moderate sized home yeah. and then um my mom and dad decided to like build a house from the ground up. And in that interim, we rented a very small space. Yeah. I shouldn't say very small. It was just, it was quite a lot smaller. And I was in the same room as my baby sister at the time Mm -hmm. who was going through horrible nights, just bawling all night. You know, I wasn't used to that, but (laughs) my parents have memories of it. We're like, they're like, that was the worst six months of our lives. And I have really special uh. memories about it because I felt so close to my family. It was like we were I was sharing a room with my sister. Uh, you know, we had a small space where we would like, you know, we'd have to eat together like every single yeah. night and like watch the same show because yeah. it was just small. And I have really like I have such happy memories of that place. And then we moved from there to probably the largest house we ever lived uh. in um, throughout my life with my family. And I just felt depressed uh. after we moved from that house into this big house because I just was like, I had this beautiful room that my mom had been working on for me. And like, it sounds so, I don't know. I but But it felt like I was like, I was all the way by myself 
on like the other side of uh-huh. this house and I would just sit there alone quietly like all day and I just felt really separated then from my family. Yeah. See? Yeah. I think it's cool that you guys and Ember are like in adjoining rooms. Do you like that I now? I love it. I love her being in the same. There's just like the one door. Yeah. It's, con- yeah. it's considered conjoined rooms, right? Yeah. I, I think, think so. I love it so much. I feel so close to her at nighttime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yet still, she's in her own little she room. She still has her own room. Lord knows she needs her own room. <laughs> <sighs> Jess was cracking me up because she was telling me I, I liked the little like grow. I got the little uh, light clock for Ember and I mean for Ruth. And Jess was like, we tried getting that clock for Ember. And she was like, no light in my room. She needs to sleep in absolute darkness. It's she like, gets so upset. She's a total vampire. And if I even consider... Like, hey, you know, can I, can I, you know, can I, can I cuddle up with you for a little bit or get out? Like she needs, and even she wants to like have her friends have like, you know, little play dates. And I was like, you know, we can have like one of your best friends over and we can have, you know, we can have a slumber party if their parents are okay with it. And she's just like, how am I supposed to sleep with (gasps) someone in my room? She's like, they can sleep somewhere else in the house and i'm like no (laughs) no we don't have the space for that i'm not gonna no so let's just have day play dates okay i guess we're not doing the slumber party how am i supposed to sleep with someone in my room horrified by the idea i'm like also probably your friend would be horrified by the utter darkness that you sleep Uh in the crypt (laughs) yes with all of your spirits in your room okay okay do we have time for you to give a a update is there any update? yes i mean i can yes i can give so i talked about it a little bit when evan and i recorded a podcast together mm-hmm. but i need to tell I you need to listen everyone's saying that was so hilarious it was really it was fun i was he literally pulled me out of bed to do it so i was like in kind of a mood um amazing but that's the best call <laughs> just drag me out but basically uh you know i was texting you with some um thoughts when i was Oh, yeah, you psychopath. So I was I was just, you know, feeling the new year and trying new things. And so I was like, Becca, should I do this Ouija board app on my phone? I'm alone in my house right now. By the way, there there's a brand new Ouija board at a consignment store by my house still in the packaging. Never so it's fresh. Used. It's fresh. That's good. You want me to get it for you? Yes. Yes. I'm going to keep it in like a lead box in the back of my car. It will not touch my house. Yeah. Should I get it for you? I'm going to get it I, for you. I feel like I would do it just not in my home. That's probably. Like do it elsewhere. Idea. You know, rent an Airbnb and infect someone else's home with that's the demons. Idea. That's a great idea. But hey, they might make more money because they can advertise it for the Airbnb, right? See, that's the thing. Ultimately, capitalism. Yes. Um. So... I was texting Becca and I was like, should I download this, this app, this Ouija board app? And she's like, you're out of your goddamn mind. Um, So then instead I downloaded the ghost apps. And so I was going all around my house. I don't know if these things. I don't believe in these. You know, I don't. There was one that was like highly reviewed by ghost hunter people. Okay. They were like, this is it. And that one just showed like heat spots, basically. Okay. Um, and so that one, yeah, thermal. And that one was actually kind of weird because it was like my house was completely like there was no nothing in my home. And then even I did not register as (laughs) heat. You know, what was weird is it's like when I would when I would look in the mirror with the phone, 
it would detect me in the no mirror. Way. Yeah. So I was like making sure that it was working. And then I went to the bed, my bedroom. No way. And it was packed. No way. With movement. No way. And then I went really? into Ember's. Yes. And then I went you into Ember's and it was packed. Well, I was going to tell you, it was packed with movement. Are you serious? Yes. So nowhere else in the house was there anything. The hallway that I thought was like feeling weird, whatever, all in the bedroom, mine and Ember's. Weird. Uh-huh. Not so good. I was like, I showed Evan before he recorded with Gray. He was so angry at me because he gets so scared of that type <laughs> of stuff that he's like, now you want me to sleep in here tonight? Like, what is wrong with you? So definitely reminded him of that while he was in bed cozy next to me. Like he finished recording the podcast and like got in next to me. And I was like, isn't it weird to think there are like 15 spirits in here right now? <laughs> and he's like, get out of bed. Get out, Satan. Get out. So then... When Ember was in school the next day, I at one point downloaded another ghost app and I was like, I'm going to go in Ember's room and like see if I can talk to these beings. And I did what Roz did with us with yeah. one yeah, of yeah, those yeah, yeah. radio yeah. things. And I definitely like I heard I heard Ember. I heard Young. I heard. um what was Ew. The other word? I heard a couple words that Young? were very clear. Ew. That's weird. <laughs> but then this one app that I downloaded, which is looked seemed so hokey to me, uh -huh. right? It was like you can literally put it around the room, and if there's a spirit standing there, sometimes it's like a ghost, sometimes it's an animal, whatever. You can talk to it, okay, and ask it certain questions. Okay. So obviously, it's like bull. I mean, yeah. come on, like you're like there are five questions you can ask, yeah. and it will respond, and you're like, all right, this is ridiculous. But this was the freaky part. Ew. I went into Ember's room. Ew, I'm getting creeped <laughs> out. Okay. I went into Ember's room and there was a being standing right in front of her bed, like protecting her bed. And it wasn't like Ew, stop. <laughs> it wasn't like an, it wasn't like an animal. And it wasn't, it was like this skeletal, like something with like fringy thingies and i'd seen other things on this app that were like people animals whatever it was standing there in front of the bed and so i asked like like uh where it was uh or what it was were you scared or no i was a little i was starting to freak out a little bit even though i was like this is so yeah. this isn't fake this is fake but i was like you know um <laughs> are you from here and it said that, I forget, I have screenshots somewhere. It said that it was from, like, another space in time from, like, a specific group of people. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, um, are you good or evil? And then it said something like, I'm here to take care. I'm like, okay, that seems positive. It was a little vague, but a positive. <laughs> and then it was like, what is your purpose here? And it literally said. No. No, what did it say? Okay, here's the thing. No. Ember's name. No. We always call her our little spark. What did it say? It said, I am here to, uh, it, it said, I am here to protect the divine spark. No. Yes. Or I am here to take care of the divine spark. So it doesn't sound like this is the demon. It sounds like. I mean, I feel like it's, and then I was just but like. But then why is it scared? But like. I mean, you can't judge outward appearance you know what i mean like it looked no, kind of creepy but, I mean, but ember's been having scary experiences too maybe yeah. there's a spiritual battle going on in her room well if that thing is protecting the divine spark that means that there is something to protect it from correct 
you done cleansing? Have you done like yeah. holy, holy, holy oil water? I've, I've done, I've, I've done what I can, but I think that little one is bringing in <laughs> some sort of. You need to talk to the teachers at school. Who is she summoning from the classroom? <laughs> what kind of what kind of demons are the Quick children questions. in the classroom? Putting on I blame her? the other children. Yeah. Um, all I know, you know, someone she's... brought something to school. It's like COVID. She caught a spirit and she brought but, it home. But check this out. So I'm this is this whole thing is happening, and then I met with that psychic. Oh yeah, I met with the psychic. Oh yeah, wait a second. So. I went to a psychic um, and... How did you find this person? Yelp? Um, yeah, I found them online and it was through, I mean, there's so many psychics. There's so many. I wonder. But I got... I saw someone that had, you know, like okay. good reviews and was connected to this one like store that's local and... Um, but this person, when you go in to this Zoom meeting with this specific psychic, like they don't know my full name yeah. going in. Yeah. So... You know, the little baby part sure. of me that does have any sort of skepticism is like, okay, there's no way that this person could have looked at my Instagram or anything okay, like yeah. that. They don't have okay. that information until afterwards. Um, <gasps> Send me this person. I'm making great. Do it immediately. Okay. Okay. So I'll be real. I hopped on with the psychic and she and I was like, I don't think this is going to go great. I'm like, maybe I've been spoiled with Jessica and Teresa, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's just like, okay, um, because a little disheveled, a little bit like, wait, what was your name again? And I uh -huh. was just like, aren't you a psychic? <laughs> <laughs> but then we started kind of getting like, we started kind of getting in the flow. And all of a sudden, there were some, there were some things that were coming out. She's like, you have a daughter. Yes. I'm like, yeah, I have a daughter. Again, haven't, sure. haven't revealed these sure. things. Um, but I'm like, yeah, I have a daughter. And she's like, okay, so this is what I'm like picking up because I feel like you need to hear this. She's like, you, and I had literally just had this conversation with Evan. She's like, you feel like your childhood was completely number one repressed mm. with what your desires were. Yeah. She Number two, you were a different being than the rest of your family. Mm. Like you were super sensitive and your family was not. You were super creative and your family was not. And you had all these things that you wanted to pursue, but you felt like because you didn't have any encouragement from your family, you had to really stifle it mm -hmm. and, you know, try to fit in with what they wanted. And um, she's like, your daughter, <laughs> this is so crazy. She goes, your daughter was your older sister in a previous life. Whoa. She said your your daughter is was your older sister who took care of you. And what's happening now is she's come back in this new life as your daughter so that you could see and learn what you could have been in your youth and experienced in your childhood if you were allowed to be fully free in who you were. She's like, so there's healing that will happen as you raise and watch your daughter be fully who she is. Yeah. Because she goes, you and your husband didn't have that. And this is now the opportunity where she's coming back. And I was just like, okay. And it, I mean, it, it had this weird like thing. I was going to say, do you believe it? Yeah, totally. I totally do. Because there's always been this energy with Ember where she's so busy yeah. but then there's this kind of she'll sn she'll snap into these weird moments yeah. where sometimes like i said i think it's 
you know, it's very important to like never put your child in this position where you're like making them the parent. Mm -hmm. But, you know, obviously there are moments sometimes in life where you're having a breakdown or whatever and the kids and the way that she always handles it. I'm like, there's this weird energy that then something snaps, Mm -hmm. even since she was like a baby baby. Mm -hmm. And I feel weirdly connected to her in a way that like goes beyond motherhood. And it's hard to explain. And so I've always been like, I don't know if I believe in past lives, but like if if there were if there uh, you know, our past lives, I believe that I was connected to mm. to my to my daughter in some form. I don't know what. And so when she said older sister, it was like, oh my God, that makes total sense to me because I feel like since she's been born the like since I was was impregnated with her is when all of a sudden my bipolar was able to become manageable. It was like, she was like this healing to me. And then in a very like a tangible, tangible way. way. And then since, and since I was, since I got pregnant and then throughout that, uh, that time with her, like each year, I'm like, yes, obviously I'm parenting this child, but like, there is this feeling of like, I'm healing every year you're in my life because I feel like I'm because of having to parent parent you, I am coming face to face with these really real things about myself that I didn't acknowledge, mm. which I think is part of parenting in general. Yeah. But like, I don't know, like it just felt and even if, you know, it's all just whatever it was really it was kind of a powerful like thing to hear because I was like, oh, my God, like I, I, there's this opportunity to. There's an opportunity to heal. To and heal. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. And then, you know, and then she told me some other things about, like, uh, Ember's propensities with creative, like, uh-huh. creativity and her being, like, I know that she seems impatient, which she was nailing her. She's like, I know she seems impatient to you, and it can be really challenging to try to teach her things, but just know when she wants to learn, if she, 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 yeah. she there, she's like, she has a very clear sense of what she should and needs to be doing mm-hmm. here on this planet. Mm. She knows. So when she finds something that is right for her, you will not have to push her to do it. So let her find that. Don't uh-huh. push those things on her and feel like, oh, she's just giving up and being impatient. She's like, no, when she finds, and it's very true. It's like the, the things that Ember is interested in there's no need to have to encourage her to yeah. practice or whatever. Um, and then she, the last thing she said is she was like, also, um, she's like, you have, she said that I had like an, an aura around me and like a guide with me that is the same, that Ember and I have the same guide. And she's like, it is an old, old relative of yours that is like this feminine Whoa. Presence. She's like, that is you guys both share the same guide. And I was like, that's exciting. Did she tell you anything else crazy? <sighs> I mean, just like really, really specific, just really specific things about like my personality uh-huh. that I hadn't said it like barely a word to her that she was kind of nailing about like mine and Ember's relationship, mine and Evan's relationship. Yeah. And it was just a little bit like, oh gosh. It just was an interesting, like, new perspective. And so then when I saw this thing standing in front of Ember and then, you know, and then she had said, like, you all share the same guide and da-da-da-da-da and she's here to, like, help heal. I I didn't then get a spook because I was like, maybe that's just part of what it is, is, like, she ha- she gives off. She is a very powerful energy of a being, you know? Whether that be new or old soul, I don't know, but... 
And she's bringing the demons into your home. And she's bringing and the you demons need to in. talk to her about that. <laughs> <laughs> and you need to address that immediately. And as my mom would say, you need to nip that in the bud now. Ember, <laughs> we need gonna to get, talk. Or it's going to get out of control. We need to talk. She hasn't been having any nightmares recently, which is good. good. Which is good. Apparently that being has been protecting her. Maybe it's new on the scene. Maybe your mother has been praying. That might also be part of it. Oh my God. That's cool though. Yeah. Do you have any cool. past life regression? I had to reschedge because of my... See, wouldn't that be cool if there's like overlap? Oh, because that's when you know. Then, then you, then you're cross, then you're cross then, checking. Then I'm like, we're, right? we're, we're doing, we're checking your sources. Your, yes, your, yes. Your, 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 yes. um, whatever they call that with research. You know, then you know if you have two sources sure. saying the same thing. That's true. Yeah, that's I'm just like, fact. Easy. Uh huh. What if it? Yeah. If what that if, it, if that cross checks, I'm gonna freak out. And then I'll freak out a little bit if I'm just like. <laughs> I'm a young, I have an older sister in it at some point. Oh, wait, in pastoral life progression, do you do it? That no one tells you anything? They walk you through okay. like uh, like meditative okay. places to okay. like get you there. And then you start to like envision what's going okay. on. I'm really skeptical about the past life progression. I am. I'm not going to lie about that one. See a couple more mediums. See what they say. I found this person and I really want to do this after past life regression. Yes. Who does past life regression and then what's called afterlife regression to help people who are really scared, scared of dying. Death. I think you told me about this. I'm like, put, pull, literally <laughs> dump it on me. Dump it on me because God knows I'm so scared of dying. And I, and yeah, this person like is supposedly helps you have these like, it's like DMT without having to do DMT, okay. like where you're experiencing like this, like okay. this picture of the afterlife that's very real to you that like helps take away fear of the idea of death. I used to get, I used to think about what I thought the afterlife would be like. And I remember crying because I was so excited. Wow. I wish I had just a sliver. <laughs> <laughs> just a sliver. I'm, I think I've talked about this before, but I'm just scared of pain. I'm not scared of dying. No, I know. I'm just scared. I don't want to be in, I'm scared of, actually, I'm not scared of pain. I'm scared of being afraid. I would, I would, I always think about this when I hear of how people died. I'm like, oh, we're like, they're afraid. That sounds like the worst. Yeah, I, that's, that's very frightening. Like, but I'm mostly just afraid of what happens after. What comes after? Yes. Yes. You know, do you think that that plays into like, you know how you're talking about how we like I had a full blown panic attack about it last night. Like I just what laying happens there after death. It's when I lay there you're in not scared bed. Of the death. You're scared of what happens after. Correct. It's I lay there and I go, oh my god, and it's like my whole body rushes, like adrenaline is surging through my body, and I go, oh my god, one day, it's done. And when I sit there and think about it, I lose my shit. When I literally think about like one day. It's done because every day feels like there's no end to this. Life exists because I'm here, right? Like this is happening because I'm here. But when I go, this will keep happening. And I'm just like, oh, I have a I have a cap. And that really freaks me out, which is why I would never want to go to any sort of person who would tell me like how I oh, would no, die and I when. don't want to hear that because no. I then would I would no. live in I would be like the, it would be the countdown no for I don't me. think that's right I don't like no, that no. I don't like that at all no also could become the self-fulfilling prophecy a thousand percent but 
Um, yeah, I think I've talked about it before. I'm just scared of, uh, the only thing I'm scared of is, like I've said, if there is um, random reincarnation that has nothing to do with your karma. But then also there's this part of like, Terrified you, of you won't know though. Because you'll then be... Who cares? I'll still be suffering. I won't know, but I will still have to experience suffering in my consciousness. Yeah. Potentially profound suffering, which I don't wish to do. I like my life and I don't want to live in anyone else's. I just don't want want it to be over. Ever. Are you the tuck everlasting bitch that would... would Totally. Oh, God. No. (laughs) I don't want to like be 120 and be like uncomfortable... Oh but, yeah, but yeah. I I I just want it to be. I you just want to be a thousand years old. Mm-hmm. That's why you liked Edward. Yeah, correct. I'm like disgusting. Honestly, bite me, baby. This Let me live for forever. Disgusting. I, I don't want to see it. the world crumble around me. I don't want to have to witness suffering forever. No, I don't want to see forever. that either. But I also just the idea of not being here really scares me. Mm. Maybe I'm a narcissist. Mm. I should take that test. Hmm. I remember they have that that test. It's the narcissism test. Machiavellian narcissism. If I like, I just care about me being here for forever. Like, if the world burns, but I'm, I need to stay. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little narcissistic. It's the cockroach in you. It is the cockroach. cockroach Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, sweet release. Death is a sweet release. I do, I do want whatever whatever energy my Nana has. Like, I really do want to her. Just like I'm ready to go whenever, but I'm enjoying life every day as it is now, and I want to have that energy. Evan, legit, sat down with her last week. Yes, and he got his mic, his mics out, and he got his camera out, and he interviewed her. And she's like in her 90s, and so we gave him a bunch of questions. We're like, I think it'd be fun if Evan interviews. Because maybe he'll be able to get more out than like, you know, family Family. members. That's cool. Yeah. And he said he was there with her for three and a half hours. It's long. But I was dying laughing because I'm like, here's this 90 something year old woman who still he said when he was asking her questions, he was still catching her in, in shit. Where like he knew that my grandma had been engaged and then went to a party and saw my grandpa and was like, he will be mine. And like they started like dancing and that next day she went and broke up with her fiance and basically slid juicy, juicy. into my pop, my boppy's DMs. Um, and so and so my heaven uh, literally asked her like, hey, so um, what was your like first big relationship? And she was like, oh, it was Walter it was my grandfather. That's so weird. My 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 mom her grandpa she called him boppy and his name was walter too isn't that weird oh, that is weird yeah i don't she, know she called him boppies or walters yeah hmm. huh. anyway um but yeah so she goes she's like yeah i was with walter and heaven's like really you had no other like serious relationships before walter and she goes no no and heaven's like <laughs> He's like, you lying bitch. Evan goes, Evan goes, Claire, I heard you were engaged before Walter. And and I guess my nano just goes, oh, Sylvia with the gossiping mouth and like blaming my mom. And I'm like, Nana, how much are you lying in this interview? She's just like, it was only ever Walter. I'm like, I get that you feel it in your heart. But we want history. We want history. And I'm dead that like a 90 something year old woman is still just like, "Mm, well, it was only the one guy. This is this is this is the uh, legacy I'm leaving behind, for better or for worse. No, that's what I'm saying. Like it just makes me laugh so hard that I'm like, no matter what age we get, we are still just ourselves. 
We're just ourselves. You know what's so scary? beautiful? And though. when you get old, you get even less of a filter. I am going to be cutting <laughs> ties left and right with people. Oh God. My nanny. Oh my god. You're just like grandchildren who? <laughs> Did I tell you about my nanny? She was like ninety-four and she stayed at our my great grandma. <sighs> And she stayed at our house one time. I think I did tell you this before, but whatever, I'll tell it again. She stayed at our house because she lived with my grandpa and they like went out of town for the week. So she was at our house and she had her little walker and she was all bent over with her osteoporosis and she had white, white hair and she was like in the pantry. <laughs> and I remember she was like getting into the tortilla chips. She loved mission tortilla chips. And I walk in, I'm like, nanny, what are you doing? And she turns around and she goes like this. She goes, None of your damn business. <laughs> and I'm like a 10-year-old, you know? You're just like, oh. So I'm like, what the heck? Just like, oh, uh, okay. I just scurry out of there all quick. She was just like, we're on a strictly need-to-know basis and you don't need to know what I'm doing with these mission tortilla chips. Like, what? None of your damn What a bitch. Man. So anyway, that makes yeah, me so happy. I'm scared. I'm scared. Yesterday or this morning, I was just thinking about how we have to, we've been talking about doing a wife swap episode. Yeah, we, let's do it. Valentine's Day is coming up. So time to swap spouses. Oh, you that's know? a perfect time to swap spouses. But I was thinking we need to do that. And yes. we can talk these kind of things. I, I want to hear Evan's take on it too, because I feel like Evan might be in my camp. You guys have to talk, but he's 100%. He does not fear the same things that I fear at all. No. You guys are way more similar in that uh -huh. way. Uh -huh. If I if I find out that Gray, by the way, fears death the way that I do, I will be so overjoyed because I need a companion mm. because I don't have anyone in my mm. life who has the same fear and I it makes me crazy. I don't know if he does. I don't think he does, but I don't. I really don't know. I'm. I mean, it is an active fear to the point where I lay in bed, I get like raging panic attacks about it. I like to think romantic. like Evan has to like rub my back and like have me breathe because I all of a sudden I, I just pops up in my brain like just the concept. Aren't you excited though? Like what if it's a, this is how I think I'm like, but what if it's the most like amazing surprise? Listen, I have grown up in absolute <laughs> religious trauma and I know it's hell. <laughs> <laughs> That's the strange thing is religion. I know me. I'm going to hell. Religion convinced me I'm going to be, and maybe I'm the narcissist. Maybe I thought I was so perfect. I always knew I was going to heaven because I'm convinced it's going to be heavenly bliss where I'm joined with all my family members in a beautiful mountain in the sky. Girl, I know it's nothing but flames and darkness <laughs> over here. The gnashing of teeth. I know it. <laughs> the weepy. <laughs> Did that song I know scare it. you the Kanye song Lamborghini Mercy where it's like and was I weeping in the morning in the night I don't like and I don't like anything of that sort that that was a scary that song scared me I remember being high in my friend's car and being like I no don't like this this is no. dark speaking of Kanye by the way and grandparents my grandma my other grandma so I have my little Swiss grandma who's just like oh hello and then my my dad's mom yeah. who is like the same mid 90s and when every time I go and see her I mean, now this is this is who I'm like, I'm going to be you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be mm -hmm. you, Grandma May. Whenever I go see her, she's just like, have you heard that Kanye is now doing this whole like fake dating thing with Julia Fox? <laughs> she's like, what are your thoughts on Donda? And she's like 94. And she knows all I know. She knows all the pop culture and she like schools me sometimes on it. And I'm just like, excuse me? Like, no, I'm like, I don't know, I haven't listened to that yet, or I didn't know about that. She's like, oh gosh, it's just, you know. She she knows all of it. 
That's so funny. Fantastic. I love that. Now that's a chatty broad. <laughs> All right, broads. What a great app. A great um, episode. Um, tune in. N- oh, for the bros, of course, tomorrow. Um, I heard that the past few Clayton episodes have been wild. So hope you all are enjoying those. I know I still know nothing of it. Just little <laughs> tidbits here and there. Something about shrimp. Um, I know. I see the memes. I'm like, what is the shrimp thing about? <laughs> I don't understand. When you're not watching it, it's very confusing to see the memes. I keep meaning very to watch confusing. it with them and I haven't. So I actually haven't seen anything either. And I see the memes and I don't know either. I don't know who these people are. I have no idea what the shrimp is. What is the shrimp? I don't know. And I don't want to know what the shrimp is because it sounds exhausting. <laughs> um, and then, That's when you know you need a break when you're like, I don't care. The thought of knowing the backstory like, of the shrimp just, just feels like too shrimp. much. This feels so just <laughs> unimportant to talk about this shrimp situation. We have Kanye and Julia Fox to talk about. Yes. Um, broads, yes. Bros. And then tune in next week. We've got some fun episodes. And uh, chat soon. Chat soon. Bye.